From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line, wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770-CHQR. Rain, shine, or snow, the coach never lets us down on Sports Talk with Jock. Coach Dickinson, how are you tonight? I'm good. How are you guys? I'm very well, thank you very much. Uh, so there is some concern in the Stampeder Nation. I get it. Uh, and, hey, you don't want to go into the playoffs on a three-game losing streak, but it is what it is. So at least now you can put your A game together for November the 19th. Just take us through, uh, you know, the, the weekend, if you don't mind, Coach. Yeah, it wasn't, uh, wasn't our best again. We've uh, certainly uh, it's been a little bumpy the last uh, at least two of the three weeks. Um, I don't really question our guys' effort, but uh, we're not a precise group right now, and we're making mistakes. And uh, uh, We're also trying to mix and match to find the right guys, and I didn't really feel like uh, uh, the guys that we're playing uh, have stepped up. And so, uh, yeah, that gives the coach, uh, for me at least, uh, I'm going to play the best guys, and I want to use practice to determine that. But mainly what I want is I want the, you know, I'm, I'm glad that people care, and I want uh, the city of Calgary to, to show up for the West Final, and, and uh, I'm, I'm going to go on record to say we're going to show up. We're going to show up, and uh, I think we're going to play a good game. You had the luxury to basically rest some players who had some dings. And and so with this two-week layoff, and actually it's not a two-week layoff because you're going to get back to work uh, later on this week and obviously probably watch the semifinal as, as a team, it, it does give you that opportunity to get the guys rested and if there were some nicks, to get healthy. Is that fair? Well, I think I think we're we're heading in actually quite healthy, uh, but we're you know it, it's always one of those things where I really believe most players would like to operate on a seven day schedule. Um, sometimes time off can help if you're nicked, but uh, if not, your timing, rhythm, and all that uh, I think can at times waver. Um, you can see it in our offensive. We're just not quite clicking. Our offensive line hasn't been clicking. I, I don't feel like our running back position has been strong and. Uh, uh, ultimately, uh, this past game, uh, quarterback position let us down. So um, defensively, I, I do feel like we should have a few more guys even back that were hurt. And uh, special teams, it was real nice to get Roy back in there. So, you know, I still think it's a good thing. We've got work to do, though, and uh, I think the guys and myself are excited to to practice and work, and, and uh, we're looking forward to the challenge uh, when the West Final comes up. Well, Coach, let's break down some of those concerns because we heard it on our post-game show as well. First of all, I, I'm not going to throw Andrew Buckley under the bus, and no one I think is going to throw Andrew Buckley under the bus. Uh, he didn't get a lot of protection out there. He didn't get a lot of help from uh, you know some of his teammates. But you know, it was a learning experience for a second-year player. And, and you've been in those shoes before. Uh, did he learn from that experience? And I guess only time will tell. True, but I, I think it'll benefit him. Um, Definitely. He hadn't played any meaningful football in a while. And you, you can practice all you want, but until you get out there with live bullets and making those decisions and going up against a good group. I mean, I, I was in 97 in a similar spot. I hadn't really played until week 17, and, and Jeff Garcia got hurt. And I played against Toronto, a, a heck of a defense. And uh, to be honest, I didn't play the game I wanted. And we kind of got whooped. And uh, a couple weeks later uh, in the playoffs, Jeff got hurt again. And I only played a couple of quarters and threw for over 300. We lost. It was a close game. Reggie Slack was kind of running up and down the field on us, but I thought it benefited me greatly. So I believe it was the right thing to do, and I think Andrew, if needed, will up his game. And he did some good things, too. Uh, mm-hmm. He made a mistake early, and that can waver your confidence um, 
you know, it was kind of a combo. Him and the receiver were on the same page. He threw it out in front. Receiver was kind of teeing it up. But uh, I think it will benefit him, and I'm hoping that uh, uh, he uses that as motivation and also a learning tool. Did you share that story with him after the game that you just told me there, or did uh, what? What did you say to the young player? Nah, he's on. He's his own guy, and he's, okay. I like coaching Andrew. I think he does a great job, and I know he's he's got a lot of learning to do, though. I think. Well, anyway, I know a lot of people in the city are excited, and and even some are calling like, "Why aren't you playing Andrew in this?" But he's a, he's really hasn't been in a lot of situations. Uh, he's young. He's got great legs. He's got a good arm. He's smart. He just has to play and go through his own little growing pains. And ultimately, that's why I thought this would be a positive for him. Okay, let's let's talk a little bit about the offensive line. I think getting Bo Levi Mitchell back, obviously that's going to help the offensive line because he's got the quick release. He can read defenses so well, and he can certainly help the, the, the offensive line. Uh, what about Shane Bergman and, and just your thoughts on the offensive line because we've had a lot of phone calls uh, just uh, uh, not helping the quarterbacks out right now with that O-line. Well, they, they haven't. It's not like they're playing super poor. It's they're taking way too many penalties. Um, you know, we've cost ourselves a couple of huge plays with some, uh, in my opinion, uh, calls that should be called. They're holding calls, and we're not uh, making good decisions. And you're going to get beat now and then. And when you get behind, too, that's when it's tough. I've been saying for years now, though, that Bo has, has been good for our offensive line because you're right. He does read things out quite well. And even though he doesn't scramble, he can move around the pocket, and he knows when the blitz comes, where to get rid of it. And, it's a tough position, but what I need to see more from them, I need the line of scrimmage to move. We're not pushing anyone around. In fact, we're getting pushed around. So our offensive line needs to be better, and they need to play more physical. And uh, if we're going to win, they got to be the leaders of the group. Shane Bergman uh, for the Western Final, yes, no, maybe? No, no real word on that. I mean, we haven't, you know, practiced at all. Uh, okay. we got extra time, though, so I, I sure hope he'd, uh, he'd be healthy and ready to go. Because mm-hmm. there's really not a lot of other options, are there, Coach? Uh, not really. I mean, and our guys are working hard. It's, mm-hmm. We're taking turns at making mistakes. And uh, but you know, like UW uh, Center's been um, fighting a foot injury, and uh, I think he needs the time to get back to playing that brand of football. And, um, all of our guys, you know, we're not the youngest group up there either. And I think a little time off will, uh, will help these guys uh, feel better. And but they they know, and as an offense, everybody knows that. Uh, Uh, things start up front in the trenches. You win with your trenches, and uh, the big boys have to play well to to get us going. Best-case scenario, go with four nationals on the offensive line for the the Western final, or is that still to be determined? All all to be determined. Like I said after the game, I'm open to playing the best guys, and I'll be surprised if we don't come out and practice hard. You know, the thing that, and I know people kind of like it, but the thing that's hard about when I say practice hard is we can't practice in pads. And, you know, I know our league wants to... uh, player safety and all this business but it's pretty hard to get better as an offensive line without pads in fact it's almost impossible and uh, i think our play has suffered uh with that when the the league decided to do that so certainly wasn't in favor of it then and i'm not now and here we are on a bye week and we can't use pads uh, i don't know how we're expected to get a lot better on the offensive line because they work with their pads and you have to hit and uh, we're going to work hard at individual drills and try to work on techniques but that certainly is, uh, for me, uh, a concern that uh, we're not going to be able to, to work those guys in, in more of a little bit of a contact environment. That is interesting insight, Coach, and thanks for sharing that with us. Is that something that you know you will take to the competition committee in the off season? Is that something that maybe they could tweak for next year? I think Huff needs to. I think Huff is a guy that is the voice for the Calgary Stampeders in those meetings. 
<clears throat> listen, and they're not always going to listen to just a one team's voice. But if all the teams have that same voice, there might be uh, a way to to practice safe and not put these guys at risk. Because I believe we do that. And and you can, and in my opinion, you can tell that the offensive line has taken a step back. And that not that's not the only reason, but it certainly is a reason that we aren't able to practice at a, at a tempo that allows them to get better. And, and it's just the reality of the sport. It's what our commissioner wanted. Uh, you got to support those things because uh, he's looking out for the best of the league. But uh, as a coach, uh, it has certainly affected that part of the game more than any. So if the offensive line is losing some battles and needs to be more physical, obviously they're not opening up the holes for the, the running game. I, I know we took a lot of calls on Friday night about the ineffectiveness of uh, of Jerome Messam, and he was slip-sliding all over the place. I don't know what was happening with his footwear there, Coach. Yeah, I mean, they did actually. There was some room at times. I'm not saying we were great, but there was room at times, and we didn't take advantage of it. And, uh, um, you know, they they if you look at the total yards, which I've always said is usually a stat that doesn't really tell the tale of the game because uh, sometimes yards are yards, but neither offense really could move a lot. The the, the field was slippery. Um, you know, they were having trouble throwing and catching the ball. We just made multiple turnovers, and the, the turnovers is really what led to uh, Winnipeg having the lead and, and, and taking it to us. Uh, but the offenses were going to be in a tough spot there uh, with that temperature and with the field conditions as, as slippery as they were. And, uh, you could tell, obviously, that uh, the defenses were going to be the leaders in that game, and ours played well, too. I mean, we just gave Winnipeg basically 17 points, and if you look at it that way, our defense had a pretty dang good game. I would agree with you 100%. Just got a text in uh, talking about the, the, the foot and, and the frozen field. I don't know if this is a factor or not, but I'll ask you, Coach. It's from Ben, and Ben says, if Messam and the teammates don't want to slip on the field, don't stand in front of the heater and get their shoes overly hot and then go out into a frozen field. Uh, is that a factor? Uh, you know, I don't know who is, uh, my, my focus is on the field too, so I'm not sure who's there. It was a chilly game. It was cold. Um, you know, and they're trying to work their feet, uh, footwear. Uh, it did seem like he slipped more than others though. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, from what I was told, he was always messing with the bottom of his shoes and trying to do this and that with his spat. So, um, the only thing I can really say, it was probably good to play in something like that. Maybe if it happens again, uh, uh we make different decisions and hopefully, uh, have better footing. So with the running game, you know, there are options there. We talked about not a lot of options in the offensive line, but, you know, you've got the two Williams. Uh, you know, you, you probably can utilize Roy Finch a little more. I know you're not going to give me your game plan for the Western Final, so uh, I'm, I'm trying to ask this as delicately as I can. Uh, could we see some different uh, things in your backfield on November the 19th? I think you could, but I also uh, I want to I use the practice to make sure the guys are, are showing me what they can do and, I know it's still practice, but um, you know I, I really believe your eyes don't lie, and what you're seeing is what you're going to get. And I want to see the guy making the jump cut. I want to see the guy picking up the blitzes. I want to see the guy reading out the holes well. And and uh, all four running backs should get quite a few opportunities because we'll practice everybody. And and I really do believe that if a guy stands out in those three days of practice, uh, there's a good chance you'll see him in the game. Head coach Dave Dickinson, a special guest here on Sports Talk with Jock. I've had my questions. If you want to talk to the coach, now is your opportunity. We're going to open up the phone lines. Easy to call, easy to text. One number does it all, 403-974-8255. Toll free out of town, 1-800-563-7770. Give me a follow on Twitter at Sports on 770. My email address, jock at newstalk770.com. More with the coach for Tom's House of Pizza, where pizza lovers feel at home. Five locations, including Okotoks. 
We'll return with more on the home of the Calgary Stampeders right after this. Always good to check in with the head coach of the Calgary Stampeders. He joins us every Monday night after a game. Lots of texts rolling in like this one from Kelly. Kelly says, hey, to the coach, I'm not worried. I have faith in our team. Go Stamps, go. Kelly, we uh, certainly appreciate that one. Uh, This one from Neil, coach. Neil says, uh, what is the practice schedule this week? Are the practices open to the public? And will the team be watching the semifinal this weekend as a team, as a team building unit? Uh, we work Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, yeah, they'll be open. Uh, we'll be practicing our normal time a little bit earlier on Saturday. Um, uh, we always do like we have. I know it wasn't uh, it was a big deal in the SAS week. We always like to know who's there, but I think both Edmonton and, uh, and Winnipeg will be pretty busy uh, preparing, so I don't think they're going to be hanging out watching us <laughs> practice. But, uh, no, we're uh, the guys will get together. Um, I'm, you know, Basically, I let them handle it. Uh, I believe your leadership comes from within. I don't think anyone should be forced to do anything they don't want to do. And, and I believe if they uh, are a tight group, they will get together and uh, and watch the game. Uh, we'll be ready to break it down as a staff. We'll, as soon as it's over, we'll, we'll be working on it. And uh, that's when the when the coaches get, uh, I guess, the busiest is early in the week. But, uh, you know, I the first texture that we did have some, some fans that I want to comment that did a great job. I mean, they got to the game, and that was cold as heck, and oh, it didn't yeah. have a lot of meaning. and. And they they still stayed into it, but we really do. We need people, whether they're concerned or they're big fans, um, you know, if they can show up and give us their best effort and, and support, it goes a long way. And I'm telling you, like you said, um, uh, it paid off last year. I thought our West Final fan support was the best all year, and and our boys showed up, and uh, I believe it's going to going to be the same way this year. I, I agree. I, I thought those fans that showed up on Friday night, you know, all the, all the world to them because that was cold, it was tough, and you know, most of them stayed till the end too, which I thought was even more impressive, Dave. So that was and a, they, they they kept cheering. I mean, yeah. I can hear it, and uh, that was through my my toque and my headphones, <laughs> and uh, we really do appreciate those fans that come out and it wasn't a negative feeling we didn't play well um, but they stayed with us and uh, hopefully every other city rallies and you know stamp fans come out in droves and let's get it going let's get it going let's go to the phone lines at dan you're on the air with uh, coach dave dickinson hello coach uh do you remember last year uh the most uh important player that for ottawa had was uh keenan la france and he was a he was a nobody but at the time but he came out in that snowstorm, and he was able to run like the Dickens. Hey, no, no comparison there. So no pun intended. But <laughs> I, saw, I heard that, yeah. <laughs> but you know, have you got uh, like I would like to see uh, your your running back uh, Terry Williams. I do believe. Yeah. I really hope you got him ready for the playoffs. I phoned in earlier and I said I'd like to see a package. You know where he was. You know you line up behind the, the quarterback and and have some quick hitters. I'm really hoping you've got that ready for us as playoff. Okay. Please tell well, me too. <laughs> thanks, Dan. You know what? I, I think he's uh I think he's right that uh there usually is a guy that, that comes out of the woodwork. Um you know and Terry's Terry's he had a he had that excellent debut and then uh it wasn't that he did anything wrong. Uh he wasn't as dynamic the next two times, but uh he's in the mix and all those running backs, uh, you know, Mass has been he has been beat up, and he's had a good year, but you can tell he, he has to get right, and uh, he knows that, and I have good faith in him. And uh, But I also have to make sure, like uh, the, the caller said, that we put the best lineup out there. And, and if I'm going to preach that we're going to compete in practice, then i gotta I got to live that. i got to make sure that if uh, if somebody is showing up and doing a great job and, 
and looking like a difference maker, I've got to play that guy. Good point. Uh, let's go to Cliff. Cliff, you're on the air with Coach Dave Dickinson. Hey, guys. I just want to say, you know what? Uh, it was a little bumpy at the end, but it was a fantastic season. And uh, I was just wondering, uh, being a first-place team, I know you had a lot of these, but is there any just uh, recalling of the, of the season as to um, where you felt like uh, maybe a team – really gave the kind of the screws to you at the beginning of the game. But then as, as, as the time wore on, maybe during halftime, that the coaches really got together, made some halftime adjustments, and and uh, had an answer for what they threw at you. And uh, do you have a particular favorite game of the season where it kind of ended up like that? Well, the best one to be would have been our first game in Winnipeg. Um, you know, and basically I had to give the guys the gears and challenge them as men. And uh, I knew at that point Winnipeg was kind of judging their uh, team and, and uh, basically uh, seeing how good they were based on us. And and uh, we had made some uh, mistakes that uh, were very correctable. And uh, we came out and basically shut them out in the second half. And I felt like that was a huge win for us early in the year. Another one would be the Labor Day rematch in Edmonton. Um, you know, that was a back-and-forth game, but... Um, we basically, yeah, we made that last second drive and, and went all the way down and scored, and and then they they had that field goal to try to tie it up. I mean, those are games when you win uh, conference games, and both times I said that that game's going to pay off. That game is going to pay off late in the year. It's going to help us be first in the West, and I believe uh, those two games were those uh, type of games that we did that. Coach, we're almost out of time, but a quick text here from Kevin. Kevin says, any chance you're going to use Tunde Adelike as starter in the final? He'd uh, obviously be a ratio changer at Sam or safety. I think he's earned it. Uh, what do you think of Tunde's play at that Sam, line, Sam linebacker position? Yeah, I thought he did a nice job. Um, you know, I, I've also felt like uh, Shaq Richardson has been, mm-hmm. uh, I think he's been the best. Uh, you know, he's been playing half as well, but I really feel like he uh, he had a great year for us. So, we needed to get some flexibility there. We needed to try people in different spots, uh, especially because uh, when, when Joel Burnett got hurt earlier, he was kind of our, our Sam and backup Sam, and we felt like we need to at least see what we had, and, and Tunde hasn't disappointed. And Yeah, if we use it ratio-wise, we could use it in different areas, offensive line, running back, uh, uh, secondary. Um, I feel pretty good about our D-line. I think we're going to get uh, Jaguar Davis should be back practicing, Cordero Law. I believe we'll get medical clearance to play if we want him. So uh, we're getting some guys back, and now we just got to go perform. Coach, I knew I know we'll do it one more time after the uh, game on the nineteenth. Let's not make that the last one of the season, okay? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. All we'll right. Take there. care, Coach. Take care. Yeah, bye. You bet. You. Dave Dickinson, head coach of your Calgary Stampeders. Half hour with the coach for Tom's House of Pizza, where pizza lovers feel at home. Five locations, including Okotoks. So much to talk about here on Sports Talk with Jock. We're going to New York after the news at the bottom of the hour. We're going to talk a little bit about UFC 217, and we're going to hook up with our friends at Global Sports. Brendan Parker, right around the corner.